Hello everybody and welcome back to Open Air the Welly Podcast. My name is Sophia. I am a senior day student at Emma Willard School and I'm going this is open uh, excuse me. Open Air is going into its second year of um being a podcast and that's really exciting going into its second year I guess that's not really true it's in March it'll be it'll be like two years of open air anyways open air is the welly podcast at Emma Willard school welly stands for wellness advocate we are a team of 15 students and we try to help and learn and engage the community in topics surrounding health and wellness and this podcast is one of the ways we do that through fun, honest, more intimate conversations. Um, and I'm the host of the podcast, host and creator. And I am welcoming you into October, into spooky season, into college app season, which is what we're going to be talking about today, and into basically the last few months of. 2021. So this episode specifically is about college. I literally, when I wrote down what I wanted this episode to be about, I just wrote college, like the word college, because I think um, it's a huge deal. (laughs) All of us are applying to college right now. This is really an episode dedicated to seniors, Um, kind of like a love letter to you all. Maybe you'll relate to what I'm saying because I'm a senior right now applying to colleges and it's it's a crazy time it's a really crazy time it's really overwhelming and it's stressful and I didn't know it was going to be like this um going into college applications I feel like everybody blindsided me okay wait life update as I before I go into it if you hear me lisping a little bit lisp you know Kind of sounds like back in January when I did the 20 things we learned in 2020, I filmed the, or I recorded the intro with my retainers in because I had braces back in the day. Um, But I'm actually in Invisalign right now um, because I am having surgery in the spring. That's a side note. But I also got my wisdom teeth out a couple weeks ago. And what I was going to say, that's how this kind of correlated. (laughs) So I got my wisdom teeth out and... To me, college apps and wisdom, to getting my wisdom teeth out, feel is like the same thing in the sense, <laughs> in the sense that everybody blindsided me. Everybody I knew that got their wisdom teeth out completely blindsided me, and everybody I knew that's ever applied to college has completely blindsided me. I, so for wisdom teeth, I did not think it was going to be that painful. I did not think it was going to be, like, a bad experience, whatever. And I don't. It wasn't a bad experience, but. I did not think it was going to be anything, literally anything. My brother, again, maybe maybe it's just because everybody had a better experience than me, but that's not the case, and I know that for a fact. My brother, for example, he did have a pretty good experience. He literally was, like, swollen for two days, and then he was fine. Okay? Not me. Uh, I was swollen a little bit. I was pretty swollen, but I have a really, like, thin face, so when I get swollen, (laughs) it kind of just looks, it looks pretty normal, um, but I was swollen, I had trismus, which is when your jaw only opens a certain amount, and it's, like, stuck there, 
and so my I could only open my jaw literally like maybe one centimeter so eating was a really big deal one side wasn't healing as quickly as the other like horrible pain I was in so much freaking pain it was terrible and then as I'm after while I'm in this pain while I'm having this horrible recovery process it wasn't that horrible it was what like a week horrible recovery process everybody who I know that's gotten their wisdom teeth out is telling me oh yeah that I felt the same way like I was crying for a week straight like blah blah I'm like okay why didn't you tell me that before because I went to I went into this thinking I'd be ready to go ready up and dandy um two days after the fact so withholding information that's another question is withholding information a lie I feel like that's a debate anyways but everybody withheld information and that is exactly how I feel about college apps nobody told me that it was going to be like this nobody told me that it was going to be this stressful nobody told me how many supplements there are for colleges nobody told me how stressful it is writing your main college essay, answering all of the questions, deciding on early decision, early action, all of the different decisions. It's crazy. And then on top of that, you're doing regular school. Like, how is that okay? <laughs> how is that okay? I don't know. But we're getting through it. But again, like I said, I felt blindsided. Because I, I feel like maybe I wasn't, ju- I was just not asking good questions, perhaps to my friends that were going through the college process, um, and maybe they weren't as whiny as I am, (laughs) but I, I felt like how I observed my friends going through the college process, yes, I understood it was incredibly stressful, but they, they still seemed to have, like, a grasp on reality, and a grasp on what they were doing, and they were able to stay on top of everything, and they didn't seem particularly or as overwhelmed as I have felt previously. I'm actually doing better now that we're getting closer to the November deadlines. Um, but I, I I, kind of had this false idea that it was, I didn't think it was going to be a walk in the park, but I think I expected it to be a bit different, um, especially doing college apps while doing school. Um And I'm not sure why I thought that, because that's just kind of delirious to think that your college application season is going to be breezy or better, like, you know, better or less stressful than, I don't know, like the most hectic time of your life. But it is the most hectic time of my life so far, I feel like, because I'm doing all my classes, all of my work, hours of work for my regular school classes, and you're trying to keep your grades at a certain level, so that way when you apply to colleges and they look at your grades, it sound, it, they, they're good or whatever. But then on top of that, you're doing all of the work for colleges. And supplemental essays, if you don't know what a supplemental essay is, there's your main essay, if you're using the Common Application, um, which is a website and a great tool. So on the Common Application, you can have your own personal essay, which is 650 words. I'll get into that later. 650 words. anyways you have your main essay that's 650 words and it is you're given five prompts and that is your large personal essay and then or you're given five prompts and you have to choose one of them and then you answer um and then supplemental essays are college specific so the colleges that you're applying to 
may or may not there are some thank you thank you to so many colleges that don't do supplemental essays thank you but also no thank you i'll talk about that in a sec supplemental essays are college specific and they are kind of more get to know you questions a little bit but kind of in depth so i'll read i can read like one or two from my own um so this school says, our students care deeply about their work and the world around them. Students find contentment, satisfaction, and meaning in daily interactions and major discoveries. Whether big or small, mundane or spectacular, tell us about something that brings you joy. So you have 250 words or so to do that. So the supplements, they range from around 200 to 300 words. So much shorter, um, but you know, kind of kind of a more specific question um one of my schools had six supplemental questions they were much much smaller um just kind of listing things but you know it's more it's extra work and I think that it's beneficial I was having this conversation with my mom the other day it's beneficial because they're getting a better glimpse at who you are and they're trying to have a more well-rounded application perhaps I don't know if that's their intent um but that's, you know, what I gather. But then it's also kind of this double-edged sword because it's good on that end, but it's also 10, you know, extra, extra work on your end that you're putting into this application, which, oh, it's a small sacrifice, of course. These are the next four years you're applying to college. But it is stressful in the moment. Um, and I think that that's a valid feeling to have, and I think it's really valid to feel overwhelmed and feel um kind of rushed or you know just in general kind of yeah just overwhelmed with the situation of applying to colleges um and I think you can be grateful that you're pursuing higher education or even if you're not pursuing higher education grateful for your education thus far that's something I was thinking about the other day as well how lucky I am when I think about like oh I sh oh I don't want to go to class or oh I'm so tired whatever uh, like we had a long weekend this past weekend oh, I don't want to go, I don't want to go to school tomorrow. But then I think about all of the girls and people around the world that don't have the opportunities I do in terms of education and in terms of life in general. And that really just made me, like, put everything back into perspective. Um, but I also think, of course, it's valid to be like, oh, I'm tired, I don't want to, I feel like I don't want to go to class, whatever, we all have those days. But I think it's also valuable to put things into perspective sometimes. And I think that, that that I've been trying to put this application process into perspective as well. Because, yes, this is such like a draining experience. But it's all going to work out in the long run. I know whatever happens, I will, like, I, I'm looking forward to the future these are just things that I keep telling myself. No matter what happens, it'll all work out. Um, and I think that's also maybe not a tip that I have because I'm in the moment, so I don't know how much advice I can give. But I feel like I have a relatively healthy mindset in terms of applying to college because I don't have my heart set on one school. I am EDing um, to one school, early decision. But even with that school, I'm okay if I don't get in. And I think that that, for me, it's been a really good mindset to have because 
I know that even if I get rejected from whatever schools I'm, you know, going to get rejected from, (laughs) I am okay with that. And I know that I will have other opportunities and that other schools will accept me and, you know, it'll all be okay. And I think that that's, that's been a good mindset for me. I think it might be potentially, um, because, well, I I was going to say potentially bad because it's like, oh, there's no motivation to it, but I, I'm still being, I'm motivated. I want to go to these schools that I'm applying to, but I also understand that I might not get into them and that's okay. But everything's worth the worth a shot. Everything's worth the chance. Um, so I'm just going for it. You know what I mean? That's that's another thing. I've spoken to so many of um, people I know who've applied to college but wish they applied to more schools or different schools or more challenging schools or less challenging schools um, because they, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, of course, but it's, you know, you wish for this a more well-rounded college application experience or you wish you could have seen what your potential was or you know a better maybe emotional experience at university etc cetera, etc cetera. but I think it's it really just comes down to you know in the moment you thought you had a good list and you did have a good list or one or two schools that you're applying to you did what was right for you in that moment and now you are where you are and you know you can't go to the bass you <laughs> why did i just say that with the b you can't go back in time that's what i'll say and that's you know we just ha- i feel like i have to get that into my mind that you just have to look forwards and you can't go back in time and you're making the most educated and best decision for yourself that you can possibly make in the moment And I think that that's something that we all have to think about right now. We're doing our best. We're doing our very best. And that's something I need the administration to know. (laughs) We're doing our best. And we would like the same from you. Eek. Controversial. JK. Okay. I want to talk about the college essay because I had such a hard time with it. This episode is literally going to be me trying to explain what my process has been like. And hopefully, you know, my senior bays can feel confident in this and maybe I'm warning the underclassmen um that it isn't as wonderful of a season college job season isn't as wonderful as you may think yes it's wonderful you're going you're applying to colleges I keep having I I don't want to keep trying to rationalize me being negative because I think there's a time and place for being negative and I feel like I'm allowed to be negative but you know, it is a good season because you're looking to the future and you're saying, this is what I want to do. This is where I want to be. This is like specialties that I want to focus in, but it's also stressful AF. So give yourself credit. But the college essay, I wrote a terrible college essay over the summer, late, late summer. Um, hated it. Literally terrible. They, college counselors always say, show, don't tell, show, don't tell. I told everything was a tell and I think my college essay even now is a bit of a tell because I think that that's just the kind of writer I am um and I was talking to my friend about this the other day who is a very incredible visual artist um with painting and ceramics actually um film just in general a super well-rounded beautiful artist visual artist and the way that she writes she's also an incredible writer 
is through images. And it makes total sense because she is this very visual person and what she creates is very visual. So, of course, the style of her writing is going to be incredibly visual as well. But mine, as much as I like to think I'm a visual person, my style of writing is not as visual. It's much more um, internal. And I think that that's just the way that I'm wired as well. I am a very internal person. Everything has to be very within my mind, I guess. I don't want to say introspective because that can kind of turn into a reflective kind of sounding thing and I'm not quite sure how reflective my essay is. Of course it's reflective. I had to like reflect on an experience and talk about it, but it's not, I don't want to say introspective, but very, I'm a very internal person and I think the way that I write is very similar to that as well. I'm not pulling out all the imagery in the world. I'm kind of just talking about experiences as they happen to me and how I process them and rationalize them and came to conclusions that I did come to. And I think that's something that you have to realize is that your style of writing is not somebody else's style of writing and that does not mean that it is less valuable and that does not mean that it's worse. It's just different. And comparison is the thief thief of joy. Um, so... Maybe that's something as well to keep in mind is that your your college essay, no matter how wonderful you think your friend's college essays are, yours is just as valuable, yours is just as um, wonderful, and you have just as much to say as everybody else. Um, and just be grateful that you don't have the same style of writing as anybody else because that's impressive and that's wonderful and that's the human experience. Ooh, 12 Tones moment. <laughs> 12 Tones is our acapella group on campus for the seniors that I'm a co-head of we love to sing anyways just keep that in mind with your college essay but also going off of that so I wrote my first draft hated it horrible um but it was kind of just a bare idea of what I wanted to go for um so then I rewrote it and it ended up being 900 words and I loved it so much more and I kept editing it, editing it, and it was still, like, just maybe 850, maybe a little over 850 words, and I was like, this is perfect, and then I, I realized that my college essay has to be 650 words, which, if you can't picture 650 words, um, in Times New Roman 12-point font, it is just under a page long, so incredibly short personal essay, in my opinion where you have to do kind of, you, you're representing yourself to colleges. Um, and so I was so frustrated. I think that was the cause of most of my stress was trying to get word count down because I think it is much easier, at least for me, to get word count up than it is to cut backwards because I'm using this fluttery, beautiful language or I'm, this is only the way that I know how to express this one sentence and I need to keep this in, blah, blah, blah. But I had to cut everything out, it felt like. Um, so literally over long weekend, I spent a full day just staring at my essay, cutting out random filler words, cutting out sentences, cutting out all of this stuff. And it took me the whole day to cut out 200 words from my essay because it was that... I, I felt like I, had, I didn't have the complete story if I were cutting out these 200 words. So I had to find corners that I could cut to do that. So that was like, you know... 
um, really just filler words or rephrasing things in a more succinct way, which may not be as pretty sounding, but it does the job. Um, and you have to work within these requirements and you have to whatever, but it's, it was so incredibly frustrating because 650 words is not a lot to work with when you're trying to explain like a moment of realization or like ponderings or anything of that sort. So that was frustrating, but it's over now and I'm feeling so much better. There's 18 days until I have my first round of applications and I'm feeling just getting that word countdown was a breath of relief for me. It was literally a weight off of my shoulders because, you know, it, it was taking me forever to cut that thing down and I really just spent a whole day and I did it. So I was really, I'm really proud of myself for that. But we have 18 days left, just over two weeks until first round of applications. And the time clock is ticking and it is terrifying I think what's the most terrifying is literally just submitting it and I don't know you think that or I've had this experience where or I haven't had this experience I've had this thought that I'm submitting my college application and I forgot to do something or I forgot to answer a question or you know things like that and that's terrifying like I'm horrified of that um so honestly I feel like literally putting in the application is what's the scariest but once I, I know I'm going to feel like a freaking bird in the sky, that free, once I get these first rounds of applications in. And I don't even know how wonderful I'm going to feel after I get the second rounds in, um, in January. But I'm just so excited to be done with all of this. And I think it's really, <laughs> it's just such a funny it's such a funny thing that this is all happening and, you know, it's so weird. I was having, again, I was having this conversation with um, someone today, actually, about how there's, as you grow up, there's kind of this, you know, cultural phenomenon, maybe, or maybe this is just like a childhood growing up type of thing, where you feel like you're going to wake up on your birthday and feel so totally different, like you're going to turn, what, 9 to 10, or 12 to 13, or even, you know, 16, turning 16, um, or, you know, turning 18 at this point, um, which is crazy, where you're going to wake up, and you're going to feel like a whole new person, or feel 10 times more mature, or wiser, or, you know, just like, you're going to wake up and feel different, and you never do, <laughs> And I think that that is kind of what's happening with this experience for me. It's like, I'm, I'm, of course I'm gaining experience and I'm gaining these, um, I yeah, these experiences under my belt that I know other people and other friends have had already. Um, and it's an interesting feeling knowing that you're growing up and other people have already done that. Other people that you know have already done this part of growing up um it's kind of a sad it's like a melancholy like nostalgic feeling I feel that you know we're growing up and this is becoming our life now and I was also thinking well I'm going to talk more about this when we get to my birthday in February because I have an episode planned where we talk about like becoming an adult but you know laws change once you turn 18 and 21 but 
more laws change when you turn 18 in the U.S. and throughout the world. Once you're 18, it's a whole different story, literally almost anywhere, (sighs) with voting, with, you know, uh, substances, you know, just in general, you become an adult with, even with relationships, at that point, you are a legal adult, um, and that's just a really crazy thing to wake up, know that you're going to wake up on your 18th birthday or you're going to wake up on your first day of college and feel and know you're the same person, you know, that you've kind of always been and you're just growing up. I don't know how to describe it. I don't know why this is coming to me now, but it's just is such a strange thing to think about or to know, you know, I'm putting in these applications and I've just done this very grown-up senior thing that I've witnessed so many people do and, you know, looked to since I was a child. Or even with my graduation year, I was thinking about 2022, I went to public school for, um, how many years was I in public school? For five plus years. Um, so from like fourth grade to eighth grade, so five years. And my password and even well now as well at um Emma your whole identity is your graduating year so when my logins for all of my um time at public school my like school accounts all had the number 22 after them my school even schooling now I introduce myself or I write my down name or (laughs) I write my down name I write down my name and I put my graduating year onto it. I say when I'm graduating high school. And now that's been literally part of my identity. A small part. But a part of my identity since I was in fourth grade. And I'm coming to a period of time. And I'm applying to schools. Where that will no longer be my part of my identity. Of course it will be. Like I was, I'm graduating in class of 2022. I'll always be graduating in class of 2022. From high school. But at the same time, it's not going to be as prevalent as it once was. And I think that that's another really interesting thing. It's just everything feels like it's shifting and changing in so many ways that I wasn't expecting. And I feel like actually I'm kind of all realizing it a little bit right now in this little rambly podcast episode. You know, I sometimes feel like Emma Chamberlain when I do my podcast episodes where I'm by myself and I'm rambling. Um, Oh, and her podcast like network is ramble ramble if you listen to emma chamberlain's podcast anything goes i feel like you'll kind of understand what i'm saying um (laughs) it's actually a really wonderful podcast and it's very relatable to i feel like teenagers or adolescents in general um so i recommend that but (laughs) i i i love these kinds of random rambly podcasts because they're kind of like stream of consciousness and I find them incredibly relatable, so I hope somebody else does as well. Um, but, okay, I'm going to switch into, like, a little random segment after I did all of that reflecting, all of that kind of sad talk about growing up <laughs> um, and talk about college. I was looking up, like, something that I could read on here, um, kind of as maybe a joke, maybe not a joke, but I was like, tips for students applying to colleges but they all came up as like actual tips for like your actual application and I was like I don't want to read that ever no I can't do that right now 
but I found one. Um, I looked up like self-care tips for college applicants, but this one's for college students, but I feel like um, it'd be kind of funny to apply, uh, maybe not make fun of it, but just, just, you know, take a look-see. Because I think some of these are good and some of these are bad. Okay, so the first one says, write yourself compliments on a sticky note and place them somewhere you will see every day. I think this is valuable when you're seeing something constantly, it's in your mind, it's in your mind's eye. I'm somebody who has, like, um, <laughs> I don't want to say a photo photographic memory, but to, like, a one, one hundredth degree, I have a photographic memory in the sense that I can kind of force myself to take a picture of what I'm seeing and then visualize it later. Um, but not the photographic memory and, like, I can memorize everything at, the, at a time. But I think that writing compliments on a sticky note is a good idea because it's this kind of subconscious, you're taking things in and you're taking in words of affirmation. That's another thing. Words of affirmation are really great. Um, like, especially before tests, actually, or, you know, before you put in your college application, just say to yourself, I can do this. This will all work out in my favor. Just give yourself a little pat on the back. This one I wanted to cackle at. Lay out at night and take in the beauty of the sky. Who has time for that? Who has time to lay out at night and take in the beauty of the sky during any season of life? Other than maybe in the summer when you're like on a camping trip. Babe. Like, also for like college students, who's going to go out in the middle of the field at night? if this is a list for self-care for college students, and just lay there. Maybe. I guess that could be cute. Like, a little date or, you know, a best friend moment. You go out with your bestie. But I feel like that nobody does that. And I don't... Yes, it's beautiful. Okay, maybe I shouldn't make fun of these. <laughs> because I do think that taking in the beauty of the night sky is really... it. Put, again, it puts things into perspective. It's a little floating rock kind of moment. But... Uh, I don't know how feasible that one is. Meditate, great one. I love the app Guided Mind. They have free and um, not free meditations. My favorite is, I don't know if it's free anymore, but I've had the app since I was like zero, not zero, but really young. It's called Guided Mind, the app. And my favorite is Brad Austin, and he does a crystal garden meditation. And you'd get it if you listen to the meditation because he's Australian. And so he says, crystal garden meditation. And it's the most relaxing thing I've ever experienced. And when I really can't sleep, I like to listen to that. Um, but I also on Apple Apple Music, I use Apple Music. Eek. Don't make fun of me. It's superior. Um, there's a, like a sleep sounds playlist from Apple Music. And I listen to that. And I think it's kind of funny because... I have, like, what I'm listening to turned on on Apple Music, so if anybody were to look at my profile, which is kind of a hassle, actually, on Apple Music, you would see that I'm just, like, always listening to the Sleep Sounds playlist, and so, like, my 2021 wrapped on, um, <laughs> on Apple Music is literally gonna be, like, all these sleep music, but it puts me right to sleep, so I guess it's working. Turn off your phone, good idea. Dance to your favorite songs, great idea. I um, am not doing ballet anymore, um, and so I've been working out in the gym, but dancing to my favorite songs, just having like a little jam-out party where you have no judgment, you're not judging yourself, you're not 
you have nobody judging you is the best moments to dance. It's the best feeling in the world and you just let your body go. I love it. Um, go for a walk. Treat yourself to your favorite food. Laugh with friends. Don't hang out with them. Just laugh. Do a little ha ha with your friends. That's what it's saying. <laughs> I did not just make that up. No, no, no. I'm not adding sarcastic humor to this conversation. Who, me? Never. Write your thoughts and feelings down in a journal. These are kind of, uh, these are really kind of shoddy. I don't know. Take a mental health day. Eh. Okay, I feel like if I were to take a mental health day, I would literally miss every last drop of information from the entire semester of school. I feel like that's the way our school is set up. Also, why are attendance... Eh, why is attendance... I've always thought this. Why is our attendance written as if, like, one class is, like, a whole day? Like, why are our attendances accumulated that way? Instead of just, like, missing one day or an hour or something. Do you know what I mean? I don't know how I feel about that. I've always wondered, really. Like, I, I guess I understand because you're missing certain classes and if you, like, go out for a doctor's appointment or something, but I still don't love it. Because it just makes me feel like I've literally missed, like, a million things, even if it's just, like, I missed one day because I got my wisdom teeth out. Do you know what I mean? Um, so that really wasn't helpful. I thought that was going to be so much better than it was. But that... Uh, little tips and tricks wasn't particularly helpful but I I don't know scroll on Pinterest if you don't want to get off your phone scroll on Pinterest find a good book I can give you some good recs um like I used to um back in the day I am currently reading Prozac Nation by Elizabeth Wurzel it's a memoir and it's really good but it's very depressing so trigger warning depression if um I could probably talk more about that book later on, but when I finish it, but it's, it's a very excellent book, but, um, yeah, trigger warning depression, um, like severe depression, um, so that's a pretty good book that I read recently, I just read The Outsiders, which was, it's a classic, and it was really good, it reminded me kind of of West Side Story a little bit, if you want kind of a quick read, um, the Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett is one of my all-time favorite books. I read it last year and I ended up sobbing for 45 minutes. I'm a big sucker. I, er, I sob at movies and stories and anything, not really at the right moments, not at the, like the dramatic moments that you would think I would sob at, but at the like more quiet, intimate moments. Um, and so the end, I think, I don't, I don't really actually remember the scene, but none of the drama was happening. It was kind of the resolution. I ended up like crying because one character said like something very tender to another and I couldn't stop crying for 45 minutes. It's a beautiful book. Um, let's see. Uh, Daisy Jones and the Six. If you like like 60s rock, 70s rock, you will really enjoy that book. Um, or if you just kind of like that that vibe or aesthetic of you know 70s hippie kind of culture I guess not really hippie but rock and roll um I recommend that and yeah I'm not really on my reading grind as much as I'd like to be um but I will continue to recommend books as I read them and yeah I am actually pretty happy with this podcast episode (laughs) and I really hope 
any of you felt felt this was relatable in the slightest or laughed because I'm hysterical um and yeah I don't know I'm very grateful for this podcast I feel like it's a wonderful way for me to reflect as and um I don't know I'm just very very grateful for this podcast I'm grateful that I have been doing it for so long and again a little reminder to those of you who are listening um so this is coming out on Friday the 15th of October our next episode is coming out the Friday before Halloween so uh you know not next Friday I think next Friday is the 22nd I think so not next Friday um but the Friday after that I think it's maybe the 29th of October I'm doing we're gonna do a little spooky stories episode and let me know reach out to me if you have any like ghost stories spooky stories scary stories um kind of to get in the Halloween spirit it's not gonna be like a health and wellness episode it's just gonna be spooky stories so if you have any please email them to me or um let me know if you want to come on the podcast and tell it because I know I maybe won't do them justice I don't know how that could be with my incredible storytelling skills but if you would want to come on the podcast and tell it I would love that and also look out for a morning reports announcement uh probably next Friday where I'm going to talk about this spooky stories episode again and yeah thank you so much for listening I hope you all have a wonderful week seniors two weeks and then we get a little tiny baby break from college apps and then we're back on again (laughs) unless you're only EDing or EAing um good for you but yeah we're gonna get through this everybody we're gonna get through and I hope you all take a moment to reflect be grateful and that's all I gotta say for this week 37 minutes of pure joy pure bliss um (laughs) thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a wonderful weekend and couple weeks bye everybody